Hey everybody, DeCourcy Williams with the Uplifting Words Podcast. And with me recording this episode earlier in the week and the events that happened on Friday uh, when this podcast is released, I just want to send out my prayers and condolences to everyone in Indianapolis who have been affected by yet another mass shooting at the FedEx plant. And um, man, it's this is just incredibly sad that here we are again so i just wanted to throw that out there for this particular episode so now on to today's podcast well hello everybody and welcome my name is DeCourcy Williams, and this is the Uplifting Words Podcast, and I want to thank each and every one of you guys for listening to the sound of my voice, and I wish you all peace, love, and happiness. Hope everybody's having an incredible week so far. Um, been a pretty good thing going on with me, too. I actually got my first dose of the coronavirus vaccine. So, quick story. Uh, me and my wife were scheduled to go on Monday to get the coronavirus vaccine originally, right? And we signed up online, and when we signed up online, we specifically chose Moderna, because I've, I've been wanting to get the Moderna vaccine uh, over the other two, over the Johnson & Johnson and the uh, Pfizer. So when we get to the place, come to find out that all they had was the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. So I didn't feel comfortable with it. My wife didn't feel comfortable with it. So we decided not to go with that when we canceled that appointment and left. Right. Uh, then another opportunity came up. So I logged, I registered for that one. And then lo and behold, I wake up on Tuesday morning and I hear all these recalls on the Johnson and Johnson vaccine because of these blood clot issues. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness. You know, it's an incredible thing when, something happens and it, it kind of feels like I dodged a bullet. I'm not saying that it definitely would have happened to me. I'm just saying that stuff happens for a reason. <laughs> the un uneasy feeling that I was having from the Johnson and Johnson virus. That's one of those, uh, chance. What's one of those times where you listen to that intuition? You know, I'm always talking about people. You should listen to your gut and go with your gut feeling. I had a gut feeling and I didn't get that Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Now, I did sign up and get the Pfizer vaccine, so I got my first dose, and funny enough, my second dose is scheduled for May the 4th. All of my Star Wars nerds know that that's a very significant day for Star Wars fandom. Um, I don't even know why that is. I think way, way back in the day, what was it, 1978, 1976, whatever day the original Star Wars hit movie theaters, I believe it was May 4th, and that's what started this whole thing, so fun fact right there, but anyway, um, it amazes me how people are kind of relaxing their standards on how they are living, you know, I work in a restaurant, and from time to time, when I go to the restroom and other people that are in the restaurant, customers, they come in the bathroom and it surprises me the amount of people that still use the bathroom and leave without washing their hands. Like, it's incredible to me. Like, I don't get that. Even in the height of the pandemic, people were still doing that and people are still doing it to this day. It's, it's crazy. Um, but a couple of things to understand. 
the vaccine is not going to prevent people from getting coronavirus. And I know you might be saying, well, what the hell is the point of getting the vaccine if it's not going to prevent us from getting the virus? In my mind, the virus is what's going to prevent people from dying from the vaccine. You know, kind of like when you get a flu vaccine, there's no guarantee that you're not going to get the flu. But the flu is not going to, it shouldn't affect you as much if you have the vaccine versus if you don't have it. So this is just another measure, man, that we need to take. We need all, I believe we all need to be responsible. We all need to take precautions. You know, the social distancing, the washing of the hands and the wearing masks when you're out in public. That definitely helps. Getting the vaccine is just another layer of protection. So I believe we all need to be responsible. Stop thinking about just ourselves and take steps necessary to help keep others safe, man. Like this thing is not just about you. It's not just about me. It's about the collective good, keeping as many people safe as possible. We've had many, many people that have died from this virus. And I believe that that many people didn't have to, you know, if we could just, you know, keep our standards up. So anyway, I advise anybody go out and get the vaccine. Just just it, it trips me out. People that are afraid of the vaccine right there. All of these conspiracy theories about how the vaccine is not safe and I wouldn't do that. But those same people, they trust their bodies to that little snot-nosed kid that's working in fast food that's underpaid and overworked by you going out and getting burgers and fries every other day. <laughs> I mean, that amazes me. Like, I've worked my entire life in restaurant industries. And if people only knew what went on behind closed doors sometimes, they would never go out to eat again. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and I've done it too. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't feel like cooking all the time either. So, yeah, there are those times where I just go run and pick up something to eat. And I, I, and I could tell. Like, I could see the people in the back that's working because I kind of notice things. I just see, like, the, the despair and the desperation on their face. Uh, and I understand it because I do it too. So, but anyway... It's funny how people will they'll, they'll trust their health and their services to certain things. But when it comes to other things, you're like, oh, no. But to me, it's all the same. Like y you want to be healthy. So you go eat a salad with chicken on it. But then you get Diet Coke when <laughs> Diet Coke has been proven to be uh, worse than drinking regular Coke. Hell, you might well just drink water. But anyway, aside from all that, I encourage everyone investigate what vaccine feels right for you and go get vaccinated it is being opened up all over the country people of all ages now uh what is it 16 and above can get the vaccine now so yes i am encouraging people go get the vaccine let's continue wash hands social distance wear masks and let's stay safe let's get past this pandemic like it's high time that we've gotten past this um so yeah that was kind of a big thing that happened for me, I've never been excited to get a shot before, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I was excited to get this shot. And the procedure that we had uh, in the area where I live, it was nice and smooth. It took me about 20 minutes and then 10 minutes of in the waiting room. You know, they kind of have you sit after you get the shot to make sure that you don't have any immediate reactions to it. You know, and I was done. That was it. Nice and smooth. Got in, got out. May the 4th is my second the dose of the vaccination. And, uh, you know, they're talking about how it might be an ongoing thing. It might be a third, like a booster kind of deal. It might be something that we need to get on a yearly basis. I don't know. I mean, but the, the, the truth of the matter is, unfortunately, we are going to have to find a way to live 
with this COVID-19. We're going to have to find a way to adapt and change and, you know, live with it. And unfortunately, this first year, with as many people that have died from it that have, is just going to be a somber reminder that we need to be stay on our toes with this thing. So that's enough about coronavirus now. I want to talk about some past ghosts that we all deal with. And what's, what sparked this idea in my mind is watching the show uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And um, it's kind of a thing with me when I watch a TV show. I try to identify with characters. And movies and TV shows and things that I like the most, they happen to have either one character or multiple characters that I can identify with. When I was a little kid... I could identify with the Peanuts because I, I saw myself in Charlie Brown, you know, always, always teased, always getting, you know, crapped on, getting joked on, like bad stuff happening. But, you know, that was kind of like a psychological thing that I had to deal with. Like, I, I it turns out I really don't identify with Charlie Brown. It's just that when I was young, that's how I felt. Like, I kind of felt like the world was against me and. And that whole arg, I felt like every time I went to go kick the football for a field goal, somebody would just pull the ball away from me and I'd fall and land on my crack, you know. Um, <laughs> and then I, I identify with Spider-Man in all of his forms, whether it be Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or um, who we have now, Tom Holland, because that is a character that has this awesome power, this great power, but in regular everyday life, he finds himself or he thinks that he is inadequate. He thinks that he's like the nerdy guy and he kind of keeps that persona. Like he's like a real character, you know, he's not like Superman. He's not like, you know, Batman or Thor or the, the typical male dominant characters like your your Tony Starks, your Thor, your Superman, your Batman. I really like those characters that show their vulnerability. And that brings me to Bucky, the Winter Soldier. Now, the second Captain America movie, The Winter Soldier, that is probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. I mean, just the way they did that movie by by itself to me, it was just incredible. That whole, that kind of had a spy theme going. It had a noir theme going. And then when it's finally realized that it's Bucky, his old friend, and he's done a lot. He's done a lot of things. And he's effectively trying to make up for those things. And when I first saw the episode of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and you see Bucky had this list of names that he's crossing off, that he's trying to go... Uh, kind of make restitution to these people that he's done wrong. First thing that popped in my mind was an old TV show, um, something about Earl. My name is Earl. I, th I can't remember the name of the show, but it was the same premise. It was it was a comedy though. Um, but he was going through and he had a list of people, everybody that he had wronged in his life, and he was he was trying to turn his life around and he was trying to go back and apologize or be of service to those people to you know make things right. Um, trying to ease his guilty feelings about what he's done to other people. And that's what I thought Bucky was doing in Falcon and Winter Soldier. He had his list. He was crossing names off of his list to try and make amends. And um, it, I think it's really funny. Like, that's kind of what we do as people. And let me take a quick break. I'm going to come back. We're going to dive more into this and find out why I, uh, and I think a lot of people, 
actually can relate to Bucky in some form or fashion. So let me take a couple of minutes and I will be right back. Corsi Williams coming at you and I want to introduce you to my blog. I call it Corsi's Corner of Online Treasures but you can find it by visiting www.9w6e.com. Of course I'll have it in the show notes description. If you can't click on the link just make sure that you go check it out. I want to draw your attention to the tab that says biohacking supplements. You know, biohacking is the art of taking a supplement and forcing your body to work at its best. And I have a particular supplement that I really want you guys to experience. It's called Brain Reimagined by Velovita. It is an incredible uh, supplement that has me working at my best. It's healthy brain food, guys. So what that does is give you bursts of energy, improved mental focus, and incredible mental acuity. So go check out my blog today and you can get some more information about how you can get your hands on some. All right, well, welcome back. Thank you very much for sticking with me. And in this episode, I'm talking about writing our wrong. Well, not even about writing our wrongs, about how our past defines us, basically, even though I know we should not do that. Uh, you always people always say you got to leave your past behind you and uh, things that have happened. You can't change. Well, all of that is true. But a lot of people, they exist out of what happened in their past. So I'm talking about Bucky, the Winter Soldier from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm talking about this list that he has where all of the people that he wronged while he was the Winter Soldier, he's trying to find them and make amends and, you know, do things for them to ease his own guilt. And the way that I draw correlation to that is a lot of times people believe that they have wronged themselves and they spend their entire life living out whatever they perceive that they did wrong or maybe they perceive somebody else did something wrong to them. And then it starts to play over and over in their head that whatever, that negative thing, that negative action, that negative feeling that gets played over and over again. And people start to live that as if it were their truth. So what I mean by that, or if you if you're not particularly clear, uh, think about something that might have happened to you back in high school or maybe junior high school or even maybe before that, maybe in elementary school. It could have been something that maybe you thought was a negative, but it actually wasn't that uh, it wasn't a negative. But the way that you perceived it and the way that you took it in and the way that you processed it and you carry that with you and you continue to carry it with you. Until one day, it just becomes your truth, and that's how you live. And now, anytime that you make a decision that's any way related to what might have happened to you, that incident, you make decisions based on either avoiding it or trying to fix it uh, or perceive to fix it. Um, And by Bucky going through this list, a lot of us, we have our own mental list. It's a mental checklist of sorts of things that... uh, That might have happened to us in our past and we want to avoid or things that might have happened to us that we want to fix. And those become the determining factors in our life. Let me give you a perfect example. When you start to you start to unravel how you want your life to go and things that might have happened to you for a lot of people that might end up with their parents. And I know for me, 
that ended up or that ends up with my parents. And for a long time, I've been I've been kind of mad with them <laughs> for lack of a better word. I've been kind of mad with them for things that they did, things that they didn't do, things that I wish that they had shown me and they didn't for whatever reason. And that is something that I have to work out on my own. That's one of those past things that I've got to take care of internally with myself. So those things that have happened to me, I kept in my head as sort of like a mental checklist. And anything that I come across as an adult, even that even remotely reminds me of something that that I went through with my parents, I would actively avoid it. It wouldn't be anything that I would try and fix. It would just be a situation that I would try to avoid. I would try to ignore it. I would act like it's not happening. Um, and, and please, and leave me some comments or respond in voice messages if you kind of understand what I'm talking about. Um, but that's how, even as an adult, that's how I've lived my life. That's why another uh, one of the sayings that I can't stand is when people just say, just get over it. No, like we've got old grown people that is living through the trauma of things that have happened in their past. And they're either trying to get right with that trauma or they are trying to, in their mind, fix it to kind of ease their own guilt or ease their own what they think is their wrongdoing. So and I and I know inevitably my children are going to have those things that they wish that I had done or wish that I didn't do and so forth, so on and so forth. So. I'm I'm fully ready for that to happen, by the way, because <laughs> I know it's I know it's going to happen. Um, but the thing is, a lot of people, they either don't get the chance to make their rights to, to correct their rights or they don't get a chance to go back and fix something that they think happened to them back in the day. And that becomes how they live their life. Now, how can we get past that? How what can we do to work through that. The one and only thing that I believe is forgiveness. Forgiving the other person when and everybody always said you forgive the other person not for them but for yourself. It becomes crystal clear the older that you get why that is so important. There are things that might have happened to me and I'll go back, I'll talk to my parents now and I'll bring up something and I'll be like, "Do you remember when this and this and this happened?" parents have no idea. They can't recall that. <laughs> and it's funny too, because a lot of times when we dealing with people that might have wronged us, or we think they have wronged us, and we do get the opportunity to confront them about it, nine times out of 10, they don't even know what you're talking about. They're not even going to recall that, but it could be something that you've been holding on to for so long, and it's directed the path of your decision-making for so long, and it's so big a part of your life that it's become, it's become like everything almost in your world. And the other person that you think might be up thinking about it too, they don't even know what you're talking about. So I'll bring up stuff that my parents did or said or whatever, and they have no recollection. And for me, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of been therapeutic. Uh, actually, just to be able to speak it out and get it off of my chest has become therapeutic and not kind of like in a, in a finger pointing or blamey way. You know, just being able to get it out of your system and say something about it. But like I said, forgiveness, forgiveness is probably the one and only way that is like a surefire thing. You have to go through the process of forgiveness 
forgiving the other person, forgiving yourself. A lot of times we have to forgive ourselves. Another correlation that I draw with Bucky in The Winter Soldier is that he did some things where he was under mind control, where he didn't like it wasn't him that was doing it. it was kind of just his body. And he has to go through a process of forgiving himself for those things that he did. So we have to go through that process of maybe there was something that we could have done or, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So when you when something happens to you, you think that there's something that you could have done to stop it or something that you could have done to avert the situation or maybe a comeback that you could have said that might have not made you look so so sheepish, maybe in front of your peers when something might have happened to you. You got to forgive yourself for all of that stuff. First of all, um, things happen and they happened. And going over and rehashing it in your mind over and over again, that's what does that's what starts that cycle. That's what continues that cycle. And that's the cycle that you actually pass on to future generations. You want to talk about generational curse. That's how that starts. You got to forgive yourself. You have to forgive the other person. If there was another person involved, if you don't think you need to forgive yourself, you have to forgive the other person. Definitely. And when I say that you have to forgive that other person for you. That means the baggage that you're carrying, that's how you'll be able to drop that stuff and move on with your life It's forgiving the other person. It's not to give them a, a pass. It's not to get them or to allow them off the hook. It's for you to be able to get off the hook and move forward with your life. Now, there's a couple of other things that you can do, like journaling, like writing. For me, writing is so important. Journaling is incredibly important. Um, and I believe it's the aspect of not not keeping things inside, like letting stuff out. Journaling is a way to do that. Another way to do that, maybe you need to talk to somebody like maybe for real. A therapist might be um, something that can be very advantageous. Like like I said, talking about it or just getting it out of your system will work wonders for how you might feel about a certain situation. Um, it's all part of healing. Now, like I said, there are some other work that can be done. Uh, there are definitely some things that you can do work on like yourself, but a lot of that stuff is internal. A lot of it has to do with you and how you process whatever situation and how you can move forward. So aside from writing a list and keeping a tally of names uh, of people that you either want to get back or people that you want to uh, uh, make amends with. Uh, I don't I don't suggest doing that, by the way. I don't think that really ever works because <laughs> because like I said, you might even you do get a chance to uh, to confront somebody about something. They don't have any recollection of what you're talking about. Um, definitely talking it out, journaling it out and then working on that forgiveness. And the forgiveness is the hardest part, I think, because when you talk about forgiving in people's minds, they think that somebody's being let off the hook. And that's that's not totally what it is. So um, that is what I have for you guys today. Uh, I hope that you understand or get a little inkling of what I'm talking about here, about, you know, kind of getting rid of those past demons and uh, breaking generational curses and um, forgiving yourself and forgiving other people. There are some things that everybody is going through in this world. We're all living through past traumas. And I believe all of us are doing the best that we can with what we have. And um, I don't think anybody is above uh, working on themselves. 
like no matter who you look up to no matter who you admire no matter who you think just got got it going on or whatever they are working on themselves too <laughs> and it is a process it's a marathon there's no such thing as okay i'm done i've worked on myself i've arrived like it's a continual day-to-day -day thing it's a minute-to-minute -minute thing in fact um and like i said it's hard work so uh grace and empathy uh, you know i'm always talking about that just understand that people we are all fighting our own battles so thank you very much if you're still with me on this episode of the podcast i really appreciate you guys i invite you to join me or follow me on my various forms of social media uh Corsi the wine lover on instagram uh, you can find me on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, and of course, my blog. I call it Corsi's Corner of Online Treasures, but you can find it by visiting www.9w6e.com. You know, 9w6e.com. There, I talk about the Wine of the Month Club, I talk about the incredible brain food, I talk about getting into cryptocurrency. Are y'all watching what's happening with this Dogecoin? This, that might be what I talk about next next podcast. This Dogecoin started as a joke and you could buy a Dogecoin for five cents. And I, I think it's it's shot up now to like 20, 30 cents, somewhere in that area. Um, I wasn't paying it much attention, but let me tell you something, now I am. And the person that's driving this incredible rise is Elon Musk. So what in the world? It, it's, it's crazy, these cryptocurrencies, if you haven't got in the game, I'm telling you, get in on the cryptocurrencies. It's not just about Bitcoin and Ethereum. Like, there's so many others. I even heard talkings about a website where you can make your own cryptocurrency, by the way. I'll have to look into that. I might bring that to you guys in the next episode, talking about uh, money and this cryptocurrency craze and exactly what in the world is going on with it. But anyway, guys, have an incredible weekend. We are all working on ourselves. I encourage you to continue to work on yourself by whatever means that you need to do. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. Whatever means that's not going to harm or infringe upon the rights of anybody else. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, journaling, talk it out. Talk to your phone and your voice messenger or something. That could be another option. But everybody take care of yourselves. Let's take care of each other. Have an incredible weekend and I'll talk to you in the next one.